Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Ludicrous Car Review. And more specifically, it is the end of the month. And you know what that means, people? If you haven't known, I have a new segment going on at the end of every month in which I review one crazy Ludicrous car from either production or somebody's garage or just a car of pure insanity. The car more specifically being viewed today is... Well, actually, I'm going to leave that a bit of a secret. I'm going to give a bit of a description and give you a chance to guess it before I tell you. Because in this special edition of, well, Ludicrous Car of the Month... We're going to be talking about a car, in my opinion, is actually one of my favorite cars. I've only seen it once ever, and I would love to own one. Anyways, let's get on with the review, shall we? So, like I said, I'm not going to tell you the name of this car until after I give it a bit of a description and give you a bit of a chance to guess what this thing is. To put the best description of it, of in broad terms, it is basically a minecart with a roof. Why do I say that? Because this more specifically is a tiny three-wheeled car, maybe about the size of a minecart, and it's got one little round bulb in the front and two tiny ones in the side, but mainly you just see the giant big, well, single light on the center. It is basically a cabin, a seat, and a steering wheel. This thing has a piddly, well, three cubic inch engine, putting it up to approximately 37 miles per hour as its top speed. And more specifically, this vehicle did not have a reverse gear. Now, I'm just going to give you a second to guess. Give up? Because today we're going to be talking about the P50. The Peel P50 in my car, in, in my category of crazy cars I like to own, is definitely up there. Because basically, as I described it, it is a minecart on wheels. There's not much else to talk about. I'd love to give you more descriptive factors, because, but that's just what it is. It looks like a tiny minecart mixture with a bathtub with a roof tossed over the top of it and given an engine and a steering wheel and that's about it in fact they couldn't even be bothered to use this three-speed transmission don't ask me how you're getting three manuals i don't know out of a manual transmission like that but anyways they didn't bother to put in a reverse gear in this thing yep that's how cheap this thing was production began on this crazy car back in 1983 for these so uh, production yeah ran from 1962 to 1965 and with a special secret, I will tell you a bit later as well. But anyways, this car was the envisionary of a man, in my mind, a bit insane. Kirill Cannell was a bit of an interesting fellow, let's just say. And through use of the Peel Company, which also made a little more famously the Trident, attempted to produce a car that was equally as popular. The Peel 50 was puny, only a one doorway, and it was just generally a... A bit of an insane car. But more importantly though, the makers claimed that this car consumed a hundred miles to the gallon. That is an insane amount of, well, cheap fuel. But considering the tiny engine, the not relative non-existent weight, and the fact that this car was basically just a terrifying three-wheel scooter on wheels, attempting to go freeway speeds, it was not surprising that this thing was 
produced in a place rather surprising, actually. You see, Isle of Man is one of the most famous raceways, and this is where the Peel Company was actually based. Now, you wouldn't think a... Basically, Isle Man is most famously known for its insane motorcycle races, where usually about almost a rider a year seems to get killed. And insanely fast-paced road racing almost across the entire island. You would not think that that basically a place of just racing and insanity would pretty much be producing weird-ass three-wheeled cars, but, well, here we are. Well, that's pretty specific here. You see, the Peel P50 is actually not actually belonging to the Peel Island of Man anymore. It is actually produced in another place for a little while, and we'll discuss that again in a bit. But basically, they attempted to market the daylights out of this car to try to make it, well, famous. And in one PR stunt in 1963, they attempted, well, they basically took the Peel 50 on top of the Blackpool Tower in a lift and driven around the observation balcony in this tiny itty car. To be honest, you probably could have driven this into the stairway, and if you had a nice little ramp, probably could have driven right up because this thing is basically the size of a human being. Well, more specifically, I'm pretty sure it could be lifted by a human being because it's curb weight. Now, mind you, this is supposed to be a car driven on the road with other big vehicles. Is 123 pounds. Just let that sink in for a minute. 123 pounds. Basically... Your average American probably weighs twice as much as that. I weigh more than that. I almost weigh 30 pounds more than that. If I actually measure that incorrectly, I actually weigh almost 70 pounds more than that. I'm a little bit bigger of a fellow, let's just say. Yeah, I would double almost, actually almost 2.5 times, almost three times the weight of the car. That is insane to me. It is, to say it's a lightweight is an understatement. And this thing is basically the epitome of, well, minimalism. The fact is that even the seat is basically just Something you'd see in a military vehicle. It's just canvas over a wire frame. It's, it, it is, <laughs> it is actually almost kind of funny. But to put it more specifically, the um, Peel Fifty was a, it was a, it was a collective car basically from the start. You bought one if you were, well, probably insane like me, and pretty much only about forty-seven Peel Fifties were sold at, only about three hundred pounds, British pounds. That's Considering you're getting two hundred, you probably the, the funny thing is, you're almost you're not even paying a pound, a pound. <laughs> you're almost paying double that. Oh my good god! But the fact is, is that there are actually a few surviving members of these peel cars, and let's just say, if you bought one for a measly three hundred pounds back in the day, let's just say you made damn good on your investment if you sold it today, because one peel fifty fifty. Sold at an auction for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I kid you not. God damn! I was almost that's well, in British sense. That is about eighty pound, eighty thousand pounds. Yep, that is insane to me. Now, the P fifty obviously didn't sell that many in its well relatively short run, and it was no surprise when they obviously got rid of them because well. I have no idea how the Peel Company even lasted as long as it did making some of the cars they did. Obviously, the Trident was probably what they're more famous for because of the bubble canopy. But this little minecart, well, it kind of became pretty famous. And so famous that, well, let's just say the world wasn't finished with it yet. In 2011, a businessman named Gary Hillman and Frazil Khan. Frazil? Frazil? Yeah, I think that sounds about right went to the Dragon's Den and asked for 
£80,000, basically the price the original P50 sold at. And they got an investment to start a new company to put their revised models into production. That's right, they were going to rebuild and resell P50s. They were going to be making entirely new ones. The Peel Company was back. And more specifically, they weren't finished there. In 2018, they were actually making a pretty decent profit. And the fact is, they actually began to reproduce the two-seater bubble car that made Peel famous, the Trident. And to be honest, that is a unique car in and of itself. I still prefer the P50, but let's just say the Trident was what made Peel famous back in the day. So basically, I decided to uh, take a look at their website where they sell these things. Now, these things can range in price. You can get a self-build kit for about, uh, well... Well, 7,500 pounds, that's about, oh, only around 10,000, I'd say, US dollars. I'm not sure about the price. I'm not a mathematician, nor am I an accountant or an economist, whatever you want to call that. But yeah, I'm just going to tell you the pounds. So 7,500 pounds, which actually doesn't sound too bad. I mean, you're still paying astronomical for the weight. But they did add some upgrades, mind you. They didn't just put the same thing back together. They had some suspension, a little bit more power to the engine. It basically got it up to a little bit more respectable 50 miles an hour. Now that I'm sure you'd want to go 50 miles per hour in this screaming metal death trap. Anyways, the P50, the original P50, just built as is, sells for about £11,000. Which, again, may sound expensive, but hell, all things considered... Yeah, it is expensive. I don't care what you say. It's only £123, people. Even if they, with the upgrades, that's 150 you're paying almost $5,000 a pound. That is insane to me. <sighs> but I would still buy one, honestly, if I had the money. Because it just, <laughs> it would just look hilarious to drive. Anyways, the factory-built Trident, which is a bit more famous, sells for about 12000 Has a bit more bubbly design to it but the one that caught my eye on this website that i'm not sure is you'd have to be insane or practically suicidal to drive they build a cabriolet model a cabrio model to be more specific and the fact is it's a convertible yes they built a convertible one of these screaming metal death traps so basically the already non-existent well security features of the roof is now completely non-existent in the cabriolet model and this thing sells for fifteen thousand pounds Holy shit. But that's not all these things seem to offer. You see, they actually have two different versions of these cars. And obviously, you could probably guess where this is going. They obviously have a piston-driven engine, which gets it up to a respectable 50 miles an hour, as I mentioned before. I'm sorry, scratch that. They actually don't have. They have two different models of engine. They have the electric P50, which is putting on a respectable 30 miles an hour. But the one that goes 50 miles an hour is a high-torque electric motor plus turbo mode. Do not ask me how insane you'd have to be to try to get this thing up to 50 miles an hour in a three-wheel screaming metal death trap. Honestly, you'd have to probably be partially insane, like myself. The fact is, is that, honestly, I would still be interested in buying one of these things. And you can actually go to the website. Basically, the website is p50cars.com. And you can actually order these, well, suicide machines for the cheap price of, well, probably what most people pay for a small car nowadays. It's expensive, and you probably have to pay for a boatload for shipping. But honestly, if you want to pull up to something that is insane to people, and partially, well, make people question your sanity, well, this is the car for you. Yeah, the P50. Pure insanity. Anyways, that'll do it for this segment of this monthly review of the Ludicrous Car of the Month. Yes, the P50 is still one of my top five favorite cars, and if I had the money, I would definitely buy one today. Anyways, let's get on to a bit of news, shall we? 
Now, the government has pressed, obviously, a lot of, obviously, with the news going on this month, or this last week. Obviously, the situation in Ukraine and Russia are something that, obviously, I have to mention. I don't get into politics on this channel, and I still will not. I will just simply say, I, my heart goes out to Russia, to Ukraine, and I hope Russia well. I have a certain thoughts about them. Anyways, let's get on to the actual news, shall we? The government, obviously, has been pushing their green message onto the world and to themselves, much to the detriment of some other countries. But the fact is, is that ethanol was one of these big pushes. Obviously, the great green corn crop produced was basically a massive amount of investment by the government to attempt to create greener fuel solutions. Basically, they thought if they used corn juice instead of, well, actual fuel and gasoline, they thought it would actually be better for the environment. Turns out, that was wrong. Ethanol is actually worse for the environment, and according to a study, ethanol is likely at least 24% more carbon intensive than regular gasoline due to the emissions resulting from uh, basically land uses and the method used to grow corn. In other words, this grand life-saving saved gasoline, obviously they are pushing now electric, but this ethanol better for the environment thing actually turns out to be worse for the environment. Imagine that. It makes me question, well, if this is already found to be worse for the environment, what happens with electric cars? Are we going to find a similar problem? Honestly, who knows? But the fact is that, honestly, I was never a big fan of ethanol to begin with. Obviously, if you're driving a race car, there are a few advantages to it, being a higher burning fuel. But the fact is that good old gasoline is still honestly better for your engine and better for your car and, ironically, better for the environment. In other news, anybody got a ship I can borrow? Because off the coast of, well, well, in the... Yes. Departing from Edmund, Germany on February 10th and heading to Davisville, Rhode Island, a ship caught fire. This massive, massive, bleh, <laughs> mammoth cargo ship, yes, was believed to be carrying 11,000 Porsches when it caught fire. And not just Porsches, some reports even say cars like Lamborghinis and Ferraris were even on board and a couple hundred VWs. The ship was about 200 miles from Terracotta Islands off of Azero and Portuguese Islands when it, well, burst into flame. The crew was forced to evacuate ship. Nobody was injured. But now we have a ship full of, well, cars and automotive vehicles set adrift on the open waters. And if you know anything about maritime law, an abandoned ship, it's open game. So if anybody's insane with me, we could hop aboard a, well, nice big boat, commandeer it, fight the flames ourselves, and maybe commandeer a ship full of Porsches and cars. I mean, sure, obviously, they're not going to be worth much because they might have one probably burnt to a husk, and the car probably will ship, the boat will probably sink any moment, but the fact is, is that we could take a chance, can't we? The fact is, is that it just shows the amount of insanity that can happen with shipping lanes and everything else like that. Obviously, we live in a world where, obviously, we can get in pretty much any car shipped to us whenever we want. But the fact remains that even if we get those cars, if there's a problem like this, well, let's just say that's a couple millions and millions and millions of dollars people have probably bought for Porsches and Lamborghinis, now set a flame and adrift on the open water. And there's even some reports of people saying they have their little Porsche tracking app, and they can see their car floating adrift in the middle of the sea. <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh because, I mean, it's probably heartbreaking for a car guy who's probably waiting months to get these Porsches, but um, it is funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> 
Anyways, I suppose that does it for the news. I know I'm cutting this episode a little short, but, well, you know, honestly, there wasn't much to talk about with the PO50. I am interested in it, and I encourage you to check out that website if you're interested in buying one yourself. That being said, I hope you all have a great day and wonderful night. I hope you like and subscribe to my insanity on my channel, and I wish you all a great day and wonderful night. Goodbye.